So it feels like forever since I'm up here actually talking with you. We had Stephanie for Mother's Day, and that was a wonderful message. Uh, and then Rick, or Rob, sorry, Rob, who, by the way, Rob is at the Chinese church today, our Chinese church. Uh, they needed a uh, preacher or pastor uh, in a hurry. So yesterday, he basically phoned me and said, can I go to the Chinese church and help them out? And of course, I said, yes. And um, so it's good to be here with you. Um, this is the last in the series that you thought would never end about God. Uh, that's all I have to say about God. No, I'm just kidding. Everything is about God, isn't it? Uh, but this one, it'll be a little bit different, this message. Um, I actually had the chance, I think it was, I think it was last Monday, I was in charge of Eli, and uh, that meant uh, he came to the greenhouse with me for a while, and we did some things that he really didn't want to really do at all, uh, and so then he said, uh, can we watch a movie together? And so I said, sure, and so uh, we ended up watching Captain America Civil War. Are you any Marvel fans? Okay, I don't know anything about these characters. No, I, you know, I know Batman, and I know Superman, and that's, the, that's DC, right? Okay, so that's not it at all. Anyway, and I think I saw a little part of Iron Man or something somewhere along the way. Uh, so, basically, about every seven minutes, we had to pause. Well, Eli explained to me what was going on. These shows are very complicated. Like, there's 24 shows before this one, I think, or something, and so he's explaining to me, well, this guy was frozen for 50 years, and this guy does this, and this guy, everybody can do something. Like, there's superpowers everywhere. And so I'm thinking to myself, I wonder what kind of superpower I would like to have. Like, if I could have a superpower, and, uh, and I was thinking, even as, you know, um, Richard was doing the announcements about, you know, superpowers, you know, your superpower, green thumb. So I want to be green thumb man. <laughs> Everything I touch produces fruit. You know, so just bang, shoom, tomatoes, you know. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a powerful thing to have, right? Uh, and so, in a way, I want to talk about, uh, like, superheroes. Uh, and there's a, there's a verse that has always intrigued me because if God is all-powerful, God is trustworthy, God is generous, God is loving, God is holy, all of those things, then when you come to the verse in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, some of you know where, what, where, what I'm going to do here, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I can do all things through him who strengthened me. Well, now, that's a pretty amazing promise, right? I mean, is that the superhero Christian promise? I can, do, I'll, I can be a super Christian. I mean, I can do anything. I can do all things, it says. But is it really all things? 
because I want to talk to you about what it isn't. So if this is a very powerful promise, let me say what it isn't. So it isn't, I can be a superhuman, super Christian. I don't know any of those. Do you? If you know one, let me say to you, you probably don't know them enough. Because if you sat down and really talked with them and really probed into their life, you would find somewhere along the way they're not superhuman. They're not super Christian. There's no such thing as that. We kind of think that there are super Christians, but they're none. There's no such thing. There's no one who doesn't have struggles. There's no one who doesn't have weaknesses. There's no one who doesn't have doubts. There's no one who doesn't have temptation. I mean, and, and everyone struggles. Everyone, even St. Paul, who's writing this uh, from jail, it basically, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, is not a super Christian. Because you see, <clears throat> in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8, if you went there, you would realize that he actually has a thorn. And it says that the thorn, whatever it is, we don't know what it is, slaps him around, chops him down to size, he says, he asked God three times to get rid of it, and God said, no. My grace is sufficient for you. So Paul changes his attitude and says, well, I'm glad to have weakness then. Because when I am weak, what happens? I become strong. So this idea that you can be a super Christian or a superhuman, just get rid of it. There's no such thing. There's no one, every single person has temptations, struggles, weakness, doubts, uh, all of those things because we are human. And what else does it not mean? It, not, it does not mean, okay, I, I can do anything. It doesn't mean you can have anything. In other words, God, if I can do anything, then I can get anything, right? No. No, because if you look at the context of this passage, Paul basically says, I've learned how to be hungry and how to be full. I have learned how to be low and how to abound, how to have plenty and hunger, how to have abundance and need. He's basically saying it has nothing to do with that. He says, I've learned the secret, and the secret is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So what's happening here and what he's talking about here has nothing to do with your circumstance, your situation, what you have, what you don't have, what you lack, what you would really like to have. It has to do with an interior uh, contentment. In fact, that's what he says. It's about contentment. You read up a few verses up in that chapter, you find out he's talking about joy, rejoicing, 
a little further down, he talks about peace. The peace that passes understanding. He says you should go after the, the good things so that you can have the peace of Christ. All of these things are interior things. The Christian life is lived from the inside out. Not from the outside in. See, the outside, we think, if I have things, if circumstances go well, if situations go well, then I can be happy. I can have joy. God reverses the whole thing. He says, no, it's the opposite of that. You get the joy and the peace and the contentment from the inside, from a relationship with me, and it doesn't matter what's on the outside. What else is it not? It's not that you can avoid all suffering. I think if there's ever an underdeveloped theology in contemporary Christianity, this is it. We actually think that God will spare us suffering. We actually think, and we pray all the time, that He would spare us from suffering, right? And it's, it's not bad to pray that, but if you talk with seasoned, mature Christians, and you ask them, you've walked with God all these years, have you encountered suffering in your life? What will they inevitably say? Yes, absolutely. I've realized that so much lately. This thing with Jasmine was so difficult. I mean, to watch your granddaughter suffer and day after day after day and to watch her mother suffer because her daughter's suffering and her grandmother suffer because the daughter and the child is suffering and to realize God does not promise us no suffering. I mean, Paul, listen, listen. This is a, a description of some of the things that he went through in his life. He says, uh, <clears throat> he's embarrassed to, to share all this. But anyway, he says, uh, I more so. Verse 23, chapter 11 of 2 Corinthians. Uh, Far more labors, far more imprisonments, beaten times without number. Beaten times without number. Holy man, that's bad enough, right? This doesn't stop here. Often in danger of death. Five times I, re I received from the Jews 39 lashes. Like five would have been bad. Ten would have been bad. Five times... 39 lashes, he says. He says, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I spent in the deep. I've been on frequent journeys in dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from countrymen, dangers from Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers on the sea, dangers among false brethren. And he goes on and on. What does it tell you? This is the same guy who says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. So what does it mean? 
It means you should expect suffering. You should expect disappointments. You should expect loss. You should expect failures and sickness because God's promise is not to spare you from all of these trials and difficulties. God's promise is to be with you, to strengthen you, and to make good of it. I want you to hear that. He does not promise us no suffering, no difficulty, no failures, no no tough days and times, no sickness. No, He promises that He'll be with us, He'll strengthen us, and He'll make good of it. That you can rely on all the time. But you cannot say that it means that you will not suffer. And finally, I can do all things through Christ doesn't mean I can do anything I want. Because that's not how it works. It is not about you. It is about, and it's not about me. It is about Him. It's about what He wants. What He wants in your life. Not your desires, your ambitions, your wants. Because we have a tendency to kind of define needs as the stuff that we want. You know? So, I want a super-duper greenhouse. I don't think God wants me to have that, honestly. You know? Now, it doesn't mean that God doesn't want to give you good things. But my desires, my wants, sometimes I want something for the wrong reason. And what do we do? We manipulate God. We try to get what we want. We even do it in our prayers sometimes. We, we try to get God to get on our side instead of on us get on His side. Prayer is about you adjusting to God's plan for your life. You adjusting to the will of God for your life. It's all about surrender. Now what, what can I do? What does this passage mean? Well, the first thing you need to realize is in John chapter 15, Jesus is speaking, and he says, I am the vine, and you're only the branches. I added the only part, but you're only the branches. If you abide in me, and I in you, you will produce fruit. But what does he say at the very end of that? For apart from me, you can do nothing. So let's put those two together. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I can do all things through Christ. Through Christ. That's the most important part, right? In other words, it's not I can do all things. It's I can do all things through Christ. By abiding in Christ by connecting with Christ, by being union with Christ, by walking with Christ. Because without Him, I can't do anything. I I had an experience. Uh, I got these new tomato seeds last year from Saskatoon. There's a place there in Saskatoon, and they grow these tomatoes. 
kind of commercially, and some cucumbers and some peppers. So that's exactly what I grow. So I was so excited to go out there and uh, met the, the owner of the place and so on. And I said, how do you get such beautiful tomatoes, so many, so beautifully red, so tasty? Like, that's everything. Like, when you're going to grow a tomato, that's it. That's the whole works. You got production, you got taste, you got beauty, everything. I mean, that's like nirvana. No, nirvana's not good in the church, sorry. That's like heaven. Uh, and uh, so I'm, I bought a bunch of seeds from him. Now, I never told Connie this, she's here today, but they were a buck a seed. Never told her that, no. Just confessed. It's good. Confession's good for the soul, right? Uh, okay, so these, these plants are incredibly successful. I planted them in January. I am getting wonderful tomatoes. In fact, Connie commented yesterday, wow, these tomatoes you're growing are really good. She usually doesn't, you know. I should have said, yeah, a buck a seed. <laughs> anyway, I had this prize. So what happens is I, as they're growing up, I, I have a string that comes down from a wire thing that goes right across the whole greenhouse. And there's a little clamp thing that I clamp to the stalk. And that holds the tomato plant up. And I, I just wind it around as time goes on. So right now, those tomato plants are about seven feet high. And, they, and they'll keep going because what I do is I just cut off the bottom leaves and that's where it produces. And so as time goes on, it's not producing anymore. So I cut those off and then just lower the whole thing and just wind it around. It's wonderful. Anyway, <laughs> yesterday I'm at the greenhouse and all of a sudden I hear kabang. One of the clips let go. The tomato plant came tumbling down. It had 22 tomatoes on it. And as it came down, just the force because of the weight of the tomatoes busted the stalk. And so basically, that's it for that tomato plant. Like, remember Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. As soon as you sever that stalk, that tomato plant is done. The best you can do is take the fruit off it, you know, put it in a dark place, dark, dry, and hope that they ripen up. And they will. They're big tomatoes, that big. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, but they won't be as good. Why? Because they're off the stalk, off the vine. If, if you want... I remember we sing this, this song, One Magnificent Obsession. That's it. I don't even know what the song is, but I just remember that little phrase. One Magnificent Obsession. If you want a, a magnificent obsession, a, a compulsion, an addiction, it is to be addicted to connection with Jesus. To be connected to the vine. Everything he says here, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, is contingent on connection. If you're not connected, you dry up and die. A little further on in John chapter 
15, verse 7, what does he say? He says, if my words are in you, if you abide in me and my words are in you, I want you to know the best way to connect with God is the Bible. It's the best way. It, there's no other thing. There's no other way. There's no other environment that is better than the Bible. You must have the Bible in your life. It will, it will change your life. Connection is absolutely key. Connection changes everything. And it enables Christ to strengthen you. So what can you do when you are strengthened with Christ? You are strengthened in anything that is His will. You can do all things that are His will. You can do all things when you're connected to Him. So you can do all things when you're fighting temptation. You can do all things in the midst of weakness. You can do all things in suffering. You can do all things in doubt. You can, you can do what Christ wants you to do in disappointment, in loss, in sickness. He will strengthen you. That's the promise. What else? Well, Jesus gave two commands, remember? When they asked him, what is the most important command? Commandment. What did he say? You tell me, what did he say? Love God and love others. You want to talk about something that's powerful? That's powerful. All things, love God, love others. You can always love because he will strengthen you to love and to lay down your life for another person. He will strengthen you to love God himself. The fruit of the Spirit in the book of Galatians. Love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are the all things. Those are the will of God. When you need to be gentle, and you normally would be angry. When you need to be good, and you normally would be selfish. When you need to love, but naturally you don't want to love. When you need joy, and you want joy, but normally you would have sadness. In those all things, that's where He strengthens you. So, He'll not stop you from having suffering. He won't give you everything you want. But you can know when you love people, when you need joy, when you need peace, when you need to be kind, when you normally would be angry, it is at that time that the divine strength of Jesus Christ can change everything as you're connected to Him. What does it mean? It means that everything we need to live the Christian life God gives us through Christ who strengthens us. Not from the outside, from the inside. So what are we saying? What we're saying is this morning, where is your connection with God? The fact that you're here is a really good thing because this is connection, isn't it? This is an opportunity to hear the Word of God. But where's your connection with God on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 
and next Sunday. It's the most important thing. And he can connect, when you connect with him, his promise is he will strengthen you in all things of God, in all things of his will, in all things of the fruit of the Spirit, in all things loving God and loving people. Now that's pretty incredible if you think about it. Because it doesn't depend on the outside doesn't depend on the circumstances. doesn't depend on how much you're suffering. It depends on your connection with God that gives him the opportunity to strengthen you from the inside out. So this morning, I want you to just bow your heads. Every one of us faces difficulty. Every one of us faces challenge. Some of the difficulties you might be facing might be the biggest ones you've ever faced in your life. God doesn't actually promise to get you out of the difficulty. He doesn't promise to get you out of the suffering or the tough times or the temptations, even the addictions. He promises to strengthen you from the inside. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're facing in your life that you know is bigger than you are, He promises to strengthen you, to bring you through it, to take you to the other side of it. He promises to do it supernaturally. Those, those are the real miracles the inside miracles, replacing sadness with joy, despair with hope, anger with love. God can do that. So this next week, Lord Jesus, we want one magnificent obsession. We want one compulsion. We want, we want to be connected with you because we realize when we're not connected with you, we can't do anything. We shrivel up. We dry up. Lord, sometimes we come to this place on a Sunday morning and we're shriveled up and dried up and we're wondering, God, can you do anything? And you're saying, I can do all things through you through Christ who strengthens me. And so, Father, we commit ourselves to connect. We commit ourselves to be honest with you. We commit ourselves to admit our need. And we commit ourselves to believe that you can strengthen us in any situation, in any circumstance, in sickness, in temptation, in difficulty, in tragedy, in loss, in everything. You do it from the inside and it doesn't matter what's on the outside. We surrender to you because through you we can do everything you want us to do. And we love you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.